This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Good morning, everybody. Flying blind without a net. Yes, indeed. It's Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas in the locker room. ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. And the number is 412-919-1316. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Wolf. I am. I am a nice. And you know what? Uh, you know, my my father was smiling on Saturday. I I, I knew mm. that. I knew that. <laughs> he 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 was he was with those he was with those bungles, and he allowed them to become bingles. <laughs> Indeed. Are you home now, or are you still out of town? I'm I'm I made it home uh, wow. late last night. My so, yeah. goodness. So I am back. <laughs> I'm back here. I am excited, ecstatic for this week. I mean, I, I'm excited for the for the uh, for the conference championship matchups. I mean, after what I saw last night, I mean, you know, I, I find it hard to find a better matchup moving forward in these next three games. That is the NFL season um, from just because of what that Chiefs Bill game was. Um, oh, that was prolific, brother. Oh my gosh! But then it was the buildup from the Rams almost tricking it off and, and letting it right. slip away against right. the Bucks to to getting it through. Then, of course, both number one seeds on Saturday going down. Unbelievable! Both one seeds, Tennessee and Green Bay. Um, you know, I know why the Bengals beat the Titans. That that was that was my dad's juju there <laughs> that was kicking in because. <laughs> Uh, you know, now wait. I mean, come, six, on, come on, the Bengals points. are playing in Nashville. Yes. the same time that my father's funeral is. Yeah, there you go, there you go, huh? My dad and in Cincinnati though, as well. Wolf, here's a little thing: they made it Ross Browner Day in Cincinnati. Did the they mayor, really? Uh, sent us a proclamation. Man, that yeah. is sweet. That is so nice. That is so cool. So wow. you know, I know, I know, I know, my pops was ha- happy. He know was smiling down. So that. So that's why that's why the that's that's what I'm going to put it on. <laughs> I love Joe Burrow. I, you know, he's a great kid, great young man. He's going to be a fantastic quarterback in the AFC North for years to come. But my father made them win, so I'm that's that's what that's my story. I'm sticking to it, um, and that's how I feel about it. At the <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. I'm so glad. Good, good for you, my friend. Look, I know that you've been through some difficult circumstances again, being out of town and. You know, going through the process of grieving for your father and everything else in our prayers. Um, I've been praying for you, buddy, and, you know, much of the Wolfly love goes to you and your family and all the the, the Browners and the Starks. And, you know, it's uh, I know it's extremely difficult. But um, anyhow, I uh, just wanted you to know that. And it's just good talking with you. And I'm glad that uh, you're back at it and ready to rock and roll here. So. Having yeah, said no, all that, I we're, appreciate and it. we're we're trying to get set up here to get you going, uh, you know, so that we got the zoom, so we're not stumbling all over each other all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Are the ninjas on it, or did we sick the gremlins on it? Uh, we right now we've got some of the 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 ninjas and the uh, the gremlins. <laughs> we got, we got okay. the gremlin kickers that are are trying to. Clear. We'll get that, kickers. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we will get that done at some point in time here. One of the things that that this stands out to me was was this this was just 
maybe one of the greatest weekends of football I've experienced in a long, long time. And I have watched a lot of football. I've played a lot of football. It's just one of those things where you sit there and you go, wow. I mean, starting with, how about how about San Francisco and Green Bay? That's just unbelievable that you could have Green Bay. I just put this one highlight up for me. All right, just kind of like after the scoring, your initial yeah. touchdown, right? I'm sitting there going, they, the yeah. final, final nine possessions, they went fumble, punt, punt, punt. Blocked field goal, punt, uh, field goal, block, punt to to a touchdown, and punt. I mean, San Francisco's special teams just crushed them. They absolutely crushed them. And also, you know, the defense came alive. I mean, it played tremendous uh, for San Francisco, and it was – it was great to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, I did not want to see uh, double A Ron in, uh, <laughs> a, in the, a in the Ron? conference championship again. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Was a, it, a Ron. Yeah, a, a Ron. That's what you were saying the last time we were together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, A Ron. Hey, A Ron. You know? You want yeah. to be called Aaron, put an E in front of it, my friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skit but, somewhere uh, waiting to happen, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Key and Peele is where I got it from initially. Oh, really? It was a, skit, a sketch comedy show on Comedy Central. Oh, yes. that's what it was. Oh, because yeah, I got laughing about teacher that. Was trying to pronounce was trying to pronounce uh, the, do, do like roll call in the classroom as substitute teacher. <laughs> he didn't read too good. Hey, hey. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Well, you got that. Green Bay. I can't believe in the house of of Vince Lombardi, Lambeau Field is as historic as that is with all the crazies and all that stuff going on that you literally had all that stuff happening where A.A. Ron was not able to overcome the San Fran. I mean, he's what, 0-4 against these guys in, in playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, he he has not cracked the code, or Kyle Shanahan's cracked his code. I'm not sure which one, but yeah, I mean San Francisco uh, has has a way of, and and the weather weather you would think would be a factor. Yeah, Wolf. I mean, was that a these little are cold San Francisco or what? guys, right? It's Frisco, this is the Bay, you know, Golden Gate Bridge, like sunshine. No, it, it was it was cold and dark in uh, in Green Bay on the frozen tundra and. You wouldn't be able to tell it, but what are the two things that, that, that they carry with them everywhere they go? What's in their suitcase, Wolf? Two things that identify them as a as a, as a tough-nosed football team. What's that? Run game and defense. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm it just trying to play. It was that simple. I'm trying to play the stooge, okay? I'm, I'm, okay, you're trying I'm to play the, the stooge. stooge. You got to throw one out there, uh, you know. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> Mo Larry, but at the, the same time, <laughs> yeah, the cheese. But no, I think I think that that's one of the things that you realize when you get into the playoffs. You've got to have both of those components, um, and they got to and they got to work for you because I because ha- you have to believe three out of four away teams this weekend went into other people's houses and evicted them for the playoffs. Just think about that. Three out of four eviction notices were right. served on site. Right, right. Um, but the run game was what really propelled what San Francisco was able to accomplish against Green Bay because that weather looked miserable. Oh, it did. Um, 
But in a good way. Come on, you know, playing in that kind of weather, that's fun. You got to make friends with it. You got to like, yeah, you got to make sure that you're you're the guy that's upbeat and and excited about it. You got to you got to you know do a little Jedi mind trick on yourself. You know? No, you do. No, and and here, listen. My mantra, Wolf, when when I played in that weather was, I know we're both miserable, but I want to make sure that he feels more miserable than me. Right. Right, exactly. That's, that's all it is. That's that's all it is. I mean, I want him to have to get up off the ground with a wet jersey one more time than I have to. <laughs> and I and I and I I, I want to make sure I hit I, I get him on the ground on the front and the back so that he so he seeks no comfort in his body. Like there's wet on the front, there's wet on the backside. My pants my pants are wet because they're freezing when I'm out there. And then they're heating up and getting wet when I sit on the bench. And then I go back out there, it's frozen again, and then it's wet back on the bench. Why does this guy keep knocking me down? Why does he keep <laughs> laying on top of me on, on the ground? That's Why fantastic. won't he put his own hands in the dirt? Because he doesn't want his fingers to coat. But I had to keep putting my hands in the dirt to push myself up off the ground. That's what I'm trying to create. Exactly so. And that's what, you know, the thing that, that, that was just so impressive um, and and all of it was the fact that San Francisco didn't lose their cool. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo put the ball into into dangerous spots a couple of times. You know, I don't know what it was with those throws out to the flat, but he. I mean, they were just. It was like an, a few times. It was very close to being picked. I thought. Yeah. No. He he absolutely did. But here's the thing. You know, and, and this was a very interesting stat. Did you know? What year was the last time Jimmy Garoppolo was healthy? No. What year? The last time that the last time San Francisco went to the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Back in eighteen. Really. So, so the fact that he he has this impressive <laughs> playoff statistic when he's when he's quote unquote healthy or plays the distance, they have had success. And I have to wonder, you know, hey, I, I know he has some injury bugaboos, but I'm just saying, full season. And you had Trey Lance on your heels the entire time. They were waiting for you to give them an opportunity to bench you, and he wouldn't give San Francisco the satisfaction. And now they're playing in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. And NFC West only <laughs> NFC Championship game. That, that's impressive. I, lo- I, I love it when a guy just defies the organization's dreams. Well, exactly you know? so. I mean, it's you know, it's not like they wanted, um, you know, I, it's not like they were going to make that switch unless it really came down to it. But by golly, I mean, that, that, whatever you say about Garoppolo, he's a fighter. He just hangs in there and he plays. Now the problem is. He's one of those guys, like I said, I don't think he, he, he protects the ball. He's not, in my mind, a franchise quarterback. Absolutely not. You know? Absolutely not. But, you know, at the same time, you've got a defense that surrounds him. You've got a running game. Debo Samuels is a monster. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and think about this. Debo is what? He's like their fifth option because they've, they've IR'd like three running backs already this year. So, kudos big road graders up front for making it so that you could have five different running backs roll through and nothing misses a beat <laughs> as well. <laughs> right, right. Well, the, exactly. You know, the, the thing that's amazing, I love how Debo Samuels calls himself a wide back. 
you know, wide receiver yeah. running back. <laughs> wide He's a back. wide back, you know. Um, but the guy does run tough. I mean, you watch him. He he runs like a running back. He catches like a wide receiver. Um, I think, what, he had three three grabs for under 50 yards, somewhere in there. Not as much as I thought they'd use him, but he still is a guy that he had that key. What was it, a third and seven or something like that, and he got the first down on a run. Um, the guy is a key performer and somebody who's really, uh, really led San Francisco in the forefront there and, in, in, you know, getting into the playoffs and, and making this run that they're having thus far. It's going to be interesting to see what they do next week. No, it, it absolutely is. I mean, this is, uh, you know, th- th- this is cool. I mean, I I like the way that the games were structured. Um, and I like the matchups, you know, because I think when you look at it, you know, these teams, even though we have some, from, quote, unquote, familiar faces, um, you still have fun and exciting quarterbacks to watch right right you know you you, you you in the afc side you have young guns right you know patrick mahomes joe burrow um leading oh, their franchises yes. um they're both exciting young players to watch um you know and then on the other side you have the disavowed <laughs> the disavowed. looking for redemption <laughs> wait a minute the, the explain the disavowed redemption. Um, I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford, 13 years oh, in the league. He, yes. This is the first time he's getting playoff victories. Okay, disavowed. And everybody thought he, they thought he 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 was uh you know dead on arrival, right? You know why are you trading for this guy, and and and, leave, and sending a young guy to Detroit? This is not going to work. He loves throwing the ball away. Yeah. He can't play championship caliber football. No, he needed to get out of Detroit. Is what he needs. <laughs> absolutely. Well, absolutely. <laughs> But but even at points this year, you have to remember. Remember, there was a couple games where he was just he was giving the ball away like Oprah during Christmas time. I mean, you, know, you want you want to you want to pick you want to pick you want to everybody gets a pick. Come on, put your and hand up he, there. Yeah, and then he reeled it back in, and he's played quality ball and played up to the caliber of expectation in these playoffs. Jimmy G. We drafted Trey Lance in the third round in the third pick overall to replace you. Yep. We didn't want you. And all he did was just carry his team to a sixth seed. And then now they're playing in the NFC championship game. So that's that's the disavowed part of it. I got you there. Unlikely okay. guys. Unlikely <laughs> guys. I mean, because Aaron Rodgers and No, no, A A Ron. Tom Brady. A A Ron. A A Ron. <laughs> And Tom Brady are not playing in the NFC Championship game this year. Oh my goodness! That, that that's what everybody was anticipating. Those were the, those were the front runners, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. And you're not you're you're having a four you having a four seed versus a six seed NFC Championship game. Unbelievable. And then on the other side, yeah. Then on the other side, you have two versus four. You know, uh, from the AFC side with Pat Mahomes and and Joe Burrow. So I mean it's it's fantastic. I can't wait to see it. I mean obviously I don't think I think Buffalo was the best game of the entire playoffs, and we haven't played the Super Bowl yet. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no I, and question. You could easily say that game had all of the excitement and the roller coaster of emotions that you could ask for, and so you know nothing will live up to that. But the games that we have, because I think they're still going to be fun intriguing and there's no I, I don't see any blowouts 
on the precipice for those games next week. I think they'll be very tight. Think about this. They scored 25 minute and a half. I mean, it was like unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never seen so many. And the highlight to me, the absolute highlight to me was Gabriel Davis. Who was it? Was it Legarius oh. Need or was it Charvarius Ward that absolutely Char- gets Charvarius Ward? Yeah, I mean he he broke both ankles and knees. <laughs> I've never seen a guy fake yeah. a guy to the ground in such a big moment in such a big game as when he went in for that that f- final touchdown that Josh Allen hit him with, uh, and then you know 13 seconds left. Come on, come 30, on! Are you serious? 13 seconds. I, and here's the thing: How bad do you feel if you're if you're if you're a Cowboys fan, oh man, to know, <laughs> to know what <laughs> what it was able to be accomplished. Dak took 14 seconds to scramble on his on his uh, on his quarterback run. Right. Pat Mahomes had 13 seconds to get 45 yards and put him <laughs> in the field goal position, and did it. It's like it's like incredible. It's incredible. I mean, insult to injury. Thirteen <laughs> seconds. That's all he had. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and it's it's amazing to me what you know Patrick Mahomes can do because you know I thought the highlight was what, what remember uh, two uh, was it two years ago when they're playing Baltimore in the divisional round and Patrick Mahomes to advance to the AFC Championship game. Um, and to and to knock and to knock off uh, Baltimore, and then you say, "How can you outdo that?" <laughs> you know, I mean, <clears throat> you know, he engineered a, a a drive in under a minute um, to to get a touchdown. Th- this beats that. There's no doubt about it. Thirteen seconds got to have it. Thirteen seconds got to have it. Just it was it was Two amazing. Plays. Oh, you're not kidding. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have more in the locker room here. Max Starks is in the house. He's great. I got him on my screen now. I can fully see that big old melon of Max's sitting right there, and he can see my melon, which takes up all the screen, except I can't even fit it all in the screen because now my head's halfway off. But we'll be back with more. You're halfsies. You're playing halfsies with the the melon dome. (laughs) The the full melon's coming on. We'll be back with more. Oh, there it is. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas in the locker room. 412-919-1316. You know, I got to tell you something, Max. You know, you did my heart warm when you said, you know, your family, you're a bunch of huggers. I'm telling you, us huggers, we have really suffered throughout COVID, man. I mean, this lockdown yes, stuff, I, my girls, you know, I got to, I, I have hugs. I drive my wife crazy. You know, I'm hugging my wife, my boys, my girls. I mean, you know, cousins, family members, you know, the Wolfleys, we're just a bunch of huggers. You know what I mean? And so we have suffered yeah. throughout this COVID. Yeah, we have. And you know, what's funny is uh, we, we, we had implemented the, the, the COVID tests uh, before coming into town and, 
and before the services. So we knew all of us were negative. Yes. So, you know, the hug, the hugs were in full effect. Um, <laughs> you know, and, now which and side of the great. family hugs more or or is it both sides? Is it's definitely the Browner side. Browner side. The Browner side of the family. That's their, yeah, their the Brown, hugger Browner, Browners are legendary huggers. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. You know, and and my, and and my father was one of the most notorious. He'd just come in and just bear hug you. Um, I, so unfortunately, I think I've bear hugged your dad a few times. But that that's just that was doing business. <laughs> yeah, that, that I was about to say that that, that was a business decision. Uh, yeah, yeah, to try to <laughs> try to save my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please, please don't hurt him. Please yeah, don't hurt him. Please, please, please. Don't. No, no, no. Take me instead. Take me instead. <laughs> I just don't mind me hanging on, uh, Mr. Ross. Please don't mind me hanging on to your jersey here. <laughs> Nothing personal. It's just, you know, exactly. I I come from a long line of huggers. <laughs> let me let yeah, me explain exactly. myself. <laughs> come on in here. Come on. Yeah, come on. Let me wrestle with let's, you. Yeah. Let's give a hug here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no. My but my uncle Keith. I mean, he's just like my pops, and uh, and so. It was just it was just tremendous to spend as much time as I did with them. You know, I ended up get, finding a big enough room at, at a hotel Beautiful. where we could have everybody there and, and everybody could feel comfortable. You right, know, those who are sensitive and you know to COVID, and of course this, the situation that brought us together was because my father passed because of COVID. Um, so you know, for me, it was uh, it, it was a special moment to be able to create that environment, that that little silo and bubble. Uh, for family to feel right. comfortable and be together, and we 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 had we had a great time. I mean, we we watched the Bengals uh, and Titans game. We watched the Green Bay and San Fran game on Saturday all together as a family. Oh, and wow. Heard stories, uh, you know, during the timeouts and during halftime and in between games, and it was just it was a fun it was a fun moment of fellowship amongst family. Um, so it it was it was real it was real it was really great. It was really great. Um, and like I said, you know, the few, the our, our, the services actually happened uh, right as the beginning of the Bengals game, and then we we got back uh, for the repass in time, right at halftime. Mm, okay, and got to and got and got to watch the second half uh, kind of unfold and and everything that went down. Could you to hear it, your right? dad in your ear going, "Come on, pick it up, let's go. We got to get back to watch the game." <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean. Throughout the thing, we're like, look at, look, you know, they were like, hey, look, Ross is here. Ross is here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, yep, Pop is Pop is ecstatic. I don't oh, know. Man. I don't know who he went up. I think he went up and whispered in Steve McNair ears near uh, <laughs> Steve McNair's ear. And uh, it was like, not today. Not today. This is my day. This is my moment. You know, you look at that. Steve, you, Steve you had it. Think about <laughs> Your this. Time has passed. I mean, Burrow got sacked nine times. Max, Max, that's like he got beat on like a human pinata. He was. I just think that the fact that he came out of that game conscious at all is like a testament to his toughness. This is a guy that I mean, it was almost like somebody was was had. You know, one of those voodoo dolls is sticking pins in him. You know what I mean? Because it was like, wham, wham, wham. And he's still cool, calm, and collected, very accurate, threw for, uh, what, 27 to 37 or something like that for 300 plus. This guy yeah. was something. And, and none better than that final play to put them in field goal position, right? A little sideline route by Jamar Chase. What happened to the DB? 
because right off the line he got beat and and you see him running. Jamar Chase is backpedaling for the catch, right? And the DB is doing this, waving his hands, flailing, and trying to get his attention. <laughs> and you're just like, why did you get beat off the line, dude? Playing press. I'm like, first of all, if you knew you couldn't catch him. You step off the ball. I don't care what the call is. Everything's on the line. You play whatever's going to help you the best. And it was just – it was one of those things you're just like, yep, yeah, there it is. I don't know. He looked down to see if his shoes were tied, and he got – and he looked up. Oh, he's gone. Ah! Running down. You know. I lost Like him. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone running oh, in the airport, yes, right? Exactly. You, you know. <laughs> and uh, and then Evan McPherson, Go Gators. Um, that's oh, the only way I can okay. say it because I can't say the current employment status uh, team. But uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he came in and and he, and he nailed it. You know, I mean, I thought it was. I, I was praying it wasn't going to be like the like the beginning of the year that game where he he walked off, thought he hit it, was trying to celebrate, then realized the ball had went wide left. It was that Green Bay game, right? <laughs> Where no where no kicker wanted to win the game, it felt like yeah, really. <laughs> <At the end. laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just it was just because you know Derrick Henry, you know, first game back, he kind of struggled his way through it. Yeah, he didn't look like got, the Derrick Henry that we we know. No, no, I mean you know he had some solid runs, but it wasn't it right. wasn't the dominating performance we're used to. I think the, and I think the Titans were expecting that, but it was like. He's missed, like, what, six weeks at that point? Seven weeks? Like, you know, you can't put all of that stress on a guy fresh back. Like, everybody else needs to step up and play big. And, you know, they, Tennessee never really just got comfortable. They never got into Well, you start off throwing an interception. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, let, let yeah. me ask you this, Max. I mean, to me, the disparity of quarterbacking, I mean, when you really look at it, there's just – you don't have a chance unless you've got a franchise quarterback. I mean, for the big one, to go to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look at it, Joe Burrow just completely outshined Ryan Tannehill. You know? I mean, that was yes. – there's no question. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he, he wasn't – you know, he, he got away with a couple of throws that I thought, boy, if, if whoever playing that coverage – had been aware, had been you know been slightly quicker on the job. They could have really turned that game around for Green Bay. You know what I mean? And maybe uh, maybe they lost uh, the one back. Who was the, the one backs? Was oh I can't remember the number twenty eight for the uh, Green Bay Packers. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, the stumpy guy. Uh yeah, Dylan. D- okay, AJ Dylan or yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, AJ Dylan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I was what? I was about, I was I was I was about to call him Block. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's he's he, he he's literally sh- he sh- he sh- he shaped he's shaped like a like a like like a like a like a block guy right you know you create with like the big the big oversized Legos for toddlers <laughs> like he looked like that like hey create a mean guy ah just put all these blocks together and put some legs on it that that's that's what AJ Dillon kind of looked like um, but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean and they seem to have forgot about uh, Aaron Jones a a Ron Jones a a Ron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Other about the other AA run. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you got a running game. You could have, I thought, you know, could have gotten after it more. And it's cold. Yeah, it is cold. It is the perfect environment to break someone's spirits. Yeah, right. This is the weather where it's like, I really hope I don't collide into other people because it's too cold. 
This is a perfect environment where you do that because nobody wants to hit you over and over again as you come colliding into their space. They don't want that. Like, they, they, they want the air. They want to be able to run and just, ah, look at that. Okay. <laughs> Slap some hands, throw a hand in the air, jump for joy. Yeah. You know, they, they don't want to squat down and, and get flat-footed and try and take somebody on when it's that cold. Because remember what I told you, Wolf, nobody wants to hit the ground in that weather. Right. When is that frozen? You, I don't want to have my butt on the ground. And guess what run game does? It puts butts on ground. That, that, that's what it's built to do, and people will eventually break their will by doing that. And I don't know why they got away from it, I guess, because they wanted to prove that, you know, old number 12 is, is as great as he thinks he is. And uh, it, just, it, it, just, it, just made, it just made my soul happy not to see his smugness or hear another interview of him talking about the next game that he's going to play. <laughs> Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Yeah, you know, I, you know he, do you think he, it's he smugness has a dose or of Petty he, Crocker? Is, yeah. is he, or do you think he's a little bit arrogant? Well, I mean, there's a thin line, right? And he just he 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 likes to jump on both sides of the line. Yeah, you know, it's like you draw a line in the sand. He's like, pick a side. I'll just straddle the middle. <laughs> you know, I want to be arrogant. I want to be cocky, <laughs> and I want both of those but, things right now. Then again, you know, you got to have some of that as a quarterback. Like, you know, you got to have that that armor. About you, you know what I mean? The one thing I always say, you know, and and to people that meet pro athletes and they have a bad experience because somebody, I say, you know, you never know what's going on in their life. And and I I try never to really, you know, say stuff like that when you're trying to. Overly judge. Because you don't know the guy. You know, you don't know the guy. And so you're all looking at the, you know, personification of of what comes through the press, you know. I mean, but but how many quarterbacks show you their toe in a live interview? Well, yeah, you know what? That does have some. <laughs> and we're not talking Jim McMahon because Jim McMahon just doesn't like shoes, right? right you know, we're right. not talking that. You get that one. It's like, ah, that, that's Jim. That's old <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, but, no, Aaron wants to show you where his toe is stubbed and why it's bothering? No, I don't want to see that. No. And then he runs to the Pat McAfee show to to air his grievances or talk about whatever he wants. And you're like, dude, dude, you know, you can handle this in your own pressers at the facility, or or just talk to your talk to your organization. <laughs> Why are you going and airing dirty laundry everywhere else? Um, so you know, it's just you know those deeds. It's car. You know, I just say it's karma. It's karma. <laughs> That just comes back. Well, we're, yeah. we're, we'll be coming back <laughs> after we take this break right here. All right. You're like good karma. Yes. Good juju coming your way, guys, after a quick commercial break. <laughs> or, just, or just like bad breath in the morning. We'll be back. <laughs> this is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. The number is 412-919-1316. One of the things that uh, has occurred since the end of the season, of course, is that Keith Butler has retired. Uh, Butsy, um, you know, he was, I know it, uh, I know it had to be an emotional day. And you've got something there. Yes, I can. I can read that. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, Max. 
All right, so you can you can we'll we'll gotta have the, the reporter news like uh, dong, you know, and then you come in and you go, oh, we got news. There you go. And that would, of course, with Butsy retiring, would be they've requested uh, Patrick Graham. Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah, Giants defensive coordinator since 2020. Uh, they've requested him to come interview for the uh, vacant, now vacant defensive coordinator position. Um, first reported by um, by Tom Pelissero was the okay. one that first broke it, not Ian Rapper. Pelissero uh, reported that they were doing that. And, of course, with in coordination with the expanded uh, 2020 Rooney rule is even if you are going to hire from within, you must – interview one minority candidate, and I believe Patrick Graham fills that. Um, he's also interviewing for the head coaching job for the Giants as well. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. He said that he would stay on the Giants staff if the new head coach wanted it. So that, that that's that's the new that's the newest news uh, to report. Okay, well, the Steelers had released a uh, statement from Keith Butler said, It is an emotional day as I announce I am retiring from my football coaching career. I've spent every year since 1990 as a coach in the NCAA, but the time is right for me to walk away after a successful career with both playing and coaching the game I love. And I will tell you this, he's the second longest tenured coach on the Steelers staff, second only to the legendary assistant. If there was, If there was a Hall of Fame for assistant coaches john mitchell hands down would would be in i'm telling you what i i have so i got so much respect for keith butler and so much respect for john mitchell these guys are phenomenal but a life story and i wish the steelers would do this i wish they'd put together a video tribute of john mitchell's contributions to football everything from way back in alabama you know to to you know to to modern day the guy's just amazing man well, yeah, I mean, you're breaking the color barrier in the South. Right. And for one of the legendary coaches of college football and Paul Brer Bryant, and to have endured seeing what he's seen, mm. to overcome that, to, to then, of course, being such a wealth of knowledge. Oh, um, man. I mean, not, not only for defensive linemen in general, but, for, I mean, for the Steelers. I mean, that's just he's ha- he's a life well lived, and and mm-hmm. it, it is always great seeing Coach Mitch. You know, now he's in the booth. I mean, he's got the cushy job now. <laughs> you know, I remember him on the sidelines. Now, he, now he gets climate control conditions. He's up there with you and Billy. Right, you know, got right. the snacks going. He, you know, he he he's enjoying. He's living high on the hog up there. Uh, I you see know, him sometimes, in, in, in and I wave to box. him. You know, because sometimes yeah. during the next booth over, I'll be like, hey, John, how you doing? <laughs> you know, because he's such yeah, a cool dude, man. I mean, so but and, and he's so knowledgeable. Like, I mean, to have a conversation with him, he's oh. truly one of those Renaissance men. Right. I mean, I mean, his, yeah. just his art collections and things that, that he knows art wise. He's a wine connoisseur. And, and a humongous wine connoisseur as well. That's it. so when you get to talk wine and art with Cody. I mean, you could talk about three techniques and uh, right. sloppy dog, slappy dog technique, but no, you 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 have an art and wine conversation, and your life is forever changed. Uh, you know, from what Coach Mitch just has um, in, in the knowledge banks, and so and it's, and it's always great because 
those are the human interest size we don't normally see, right? Right. When we think football, oh, it's got to be strictly football. You know, no, no. I mean, nobody would ever think that a, a D line coach would be an art, an art fan, an art aficionado, and then a wine connoisseur. Like oh, you don't I know. think those things, but but that's him. And he and he, you know, he, you can be multifaceted, and he <laughs> and he certainly is. And his life is so interesting. And uh, yeah, I love Coach. I'm an offensive lineman, and I love Coach Mitch. Yeah. Now, granted, there was there was there was like a two year span where I did have to go sit in the D line room. Yeah. Uh, when I was when I was doing my crossover thing, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean Coach Mitch. He, I mean, and and every player that's come through those hallways, you, if you had any time and you had any any opportunity to speak to him, you always stop by and talk to Coach Mitch. Absolutely, um, and, and he's just tremendous. So yeah, two gentlemen Sorry. on that soft like, side. Oh. No, I would put both of them together, like Dick LeBeau and Coach Mitchell, John Mitchell and Co- oh. and Dick LeBeau. I mean, oh. two phenomenal men, two phenomenal human beings. And two not phenomenal sources of um, oh of, of knowledge, of wisdom, of uh, just great compassion and just great men. You know, what I mean, they're just just I, you can't even the say sage, enough. The, yeah. the, the sages of the South Side. Yeah, you know, ooh, boom, ooh. there it is. Ooh. Ooh. ooh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Boom, there, there it is. is. We <laughs> found it. We found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know, I go back. Now we got to get back to Butsy because I don't want to yeah. diminish this moment for him either. No, because he don't. is the second longest tenured there. Uh, he, um, they, Mitch, and Butts were the lone holdovers from the Cower era. Uh, and Butsy, you know, he's been with the Steelers for 19 years. Think about this. He started at Memphis State. He moved to Arkansas State. That's where he met Tomlin. They said in '98, four seasons with the reborn Browns. And then in 2003, he comes to the Steelers uh, after 10 years, of course, also as a player, a Seattle Seahawk. But he is a great source of wisdom. Keith Butler is an excellent, great man. Uh, I've, I've known Butsy since we're our playing days when I accidentally on purpose pulled him down on a on Franco Harris 90-yard uh, screen pass touchdown that was called back and we lost the game. Yes, it was me. It was me. I apologize. But the other thing, though, um, I, I remember it was Super Bowl forty, okay, um, in Detroit, right? Three days yeah. before kickoff. It was a Friday, Saturday, actually two days. Uh, my math is always so bad, but anyhow, it's all good. It's all good. I, I saw Butsy in the in the offices on Friday, and he's like flipping out. And I said, Butsy, what is the matter? And he goes. Two days before the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year, the biggest game of our lives, and 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 Potsy misses three checks, and I was like, okay, I I can understand, but wow, you know, he still got two days to get it right, <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah, no, that's not the point. Right. <laughs> and and I'm just saying, I mean, Potsy has been through the fire at this point. Do you know what we did had to do to get here, butts? I think he'll be okay when the game presents itself. Right. But 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 you know, but that's the one thing I loved about Butts. You know, cuz listen, he had to manage some personalities <laughs> yeah. in, in that linebacking room. <laughs> let, let, that's putting nope. it mildly. Nope. I mean, anytime you have Clark Higgins, Joey Porter and James Harrison all in the same room. And then you got and then you have Foot and Potsy back there, James yep. Ferrier. You know, sitting back there, and you're just like, "How do you herd these cats?" And and these are, and this isn't your domestic house cat. No, Th- this is, 
this 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 is like Tiger King, you know. You're you're right. you're managing, you know, a bunch of lions. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and and they're just stalking each other and you're sitting right in the middle of a lion's cage and you're just like I'm surrounded by them, but I have to I have to show my dominance, right? <laughs> Beat my chest. And I'll never forget we we were on break as an offensive line up top. This is like my this is like my second year in the league. And and this is actually Super Bowl year. I'm walking out, and, and we and on the second level of the facility, and where all of our meeting rooms are, and all the general offices are, there's like a huge couch area that we would always just sit for break time, and and the linebacker room. So you have the DB room right when you walk upstairs, right next to Mia's desk. DB room right, right there outside linebackers room, D line. And then OC is and DC are in the corner, and then we have our big meeting room. Right. So it's like a big open square. And I just remember walking out there, and then I just hear this commotion and this yelling. And I'm like, man, what is going on? I was like, what is that coming from the line? I said, are they fighting? So I rush over there, and I, I crack the door open. Clark Hagens is hitting the lights like it's a disco. <laughs> And they are beating on the desk and screaming, ma- making like techno music. Like, and everybody's like, just, da-. I'm like, holy crap. And Losing then I their minds. Crack the door back closed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a different room. That's over there. a different Those guys are psycho. Those guys are psycho. Can you imagine Butsy in the middle of that? <laughs> yeah, and he's just, and Buzz is just sitting there just like, all right, it just okay. <laughs> got to let it get him right. out. Are are we done? Are we done? It's been five <laughs> minutes now. Can we get back to the game plan? <laughs> you know. So, Butsy to be able to manage those guys for all those years, and then of course assuming that DC role um, and doing just a fantastic job. You know, it's just it, it's a testament. I mean, to just kind of you, you could take you could take guys from all different walks of life, but you know, there was a commonality with how the Steelers drafted and with the coaching staff that you had, they all knew how to handle the different personalities um, over the years. Yes. Were some crazier than others and did some not work out, but some worked out good enough to get things done. And I think that was a testament to why Butsy was one of those holdovers, why he had such a long prestigious career in Pittsburgh um, as a coach, because he understood that, right? And and it's a different mentality when you've played. Yeah. You know? Right. And, because you see things through a different lens. You know, that's why, you know, I loved early on, you know, having Ken Wisenhunt there as our OC, having Russ Grimm yeah. as my O-line coach, right? And then Dick LeBeau being a D coordinator, um, you know, and having Butts there and, ha- and having you you know, Ray Munch. Horton there. I mean, but Mo Munch came after me, oh, so I, didn't, okay. I, I knew about Munch. I didn't get to. I didn't oh, get I'm to sorry. Coach I, under Munch. I got it mixed up. But yeah, but <clears throat> uh, no, Sean Coogler though. Coogs, I mean, Coogs yeah. played. Yep. So I mean, it, it's a different perspective, but that also, it just it makes for the best coaches, right? I yep. mean, it makes for some of the best coaches at your position when you have somebody who's done, who sat where you've sat, and they understood what the stress from a week-to-week basis and the fragility of a career from season to season. Um, and you have those kick gloves and you respect that. And that respect is given back. And that's what Butts had. Butts had a tremendous amount of, of, 
of respect, cachet built up because he not only talked about it, but he lived it. And, I, and, that, and, that, and that's special and rare. No doubt about it. And let's not forget that uh, it was when Butsy was mo- also coached the outside linebackers that you had Bud Dupree and, and T.J. Watt start to really accelerate in the, in the sackages. So, all right, we'll take a break. We're going to come back with more in the second hour because we were talking about all things sackages and that sort of thing, which is a highly technical term. Sackages and packages, yep. You got it. it. We'll be yeah. back. Yeah. 